Welcome to the Innovative Leader Podcast, featuring Christy Geiger, Executive Coach with Synergy Strategies, and David Phillips, Professor, Consultant, and Coach. Hey, we would love to hear from you here at the Innovative Leader Podcast. Christy and I would love to get messages from you to have uh, an idea of what your thoughts are about this podcast. So we would love for you to send us a message at anchor.fm slash innovative leader. Just go there, click on that send a message button. You can record a message straight from your phone or the website. Let us know what you're thinking about what we're sharing. We'd love it specifically about one podcast, and we'll share those messages as we receive them. Thanks so much. Hey, welcome back to the uh, Innovative Leader Podcast. We're glad you're with us. And, uh, we have um, been up and down a little bit this month. There's been a lot going on with vacations and things like that, family time. So we're back, and uh, we hope uh, you're going to enjoy this episode. Today, uh, we're going to talk about this idea of um, things that, that we tend to permit as leaders that limit our progress, that limit our ability to move forward. It, um, Christy uh, had uh, a call this week, and um, the person uh, referenced a quote that what you um, what you permit, you promote, and uh, so that goes along with. Uh, there are several versions of that. Um, I, the one that uh, is, is to me is related is what you celebrate gets repeated, what you you know honor gets repeated, those kinds of things. Um, and in in essence, what this is saying is what you permit, what you allow to happen in a passive way, you're actually promoting it. Uh, so you are, we, we as leaders have to create um, these guardrails and these, um, uh, these, these, I don't want to say rules and laws because that's not what it is, but this, this framework um, of accountability and this, this framework of vision and uh, those kinds of things. And so we're going to talk about some of that today. Three things that impede your progress uh, in moving your organization forward. And uh, so, Chrissy, why don't you give us a little bit more um, background on that, and then we'll jump into um, the first idea. Perfect. Well, I think as leaders, a lot of times there are some things that we when we're looking down the road and we're like, why are we getting that? Why don't people understand the vision? Why aren't people doing their job? Why aren't we moving forward? Why are our sales so low? Why is everyone confused? And down the road, we experience these gaps in performance or these gaps in progress or these gaps in success. And we don't really understand why. We're, we're trying to figure out what is it? And a lot of times, it leads us to sometimes downgrading back into that 2.0 dictator leader where we get upset and frustrated with people because we're like, okay, listen, you do this, you do this. Or maybe we hijack the project and we take it back ourselves or it um, takes our ability from trusting our team to contribute, to make decisions, 
to delegate things to them because we're like, well, I can do it better myself, or I've already thought through this, I need to just do this. And so it leads sometimes to regressive leadership, it leads to regressive teams, and it leads to regressive organizations where we're not really making progress, we're not really getting things done, and we feel frustrated because we're spinning our wheels and we are experiencing some of the dysfunction that happens in organizations. And so when we're experiencing that dysfunction, a lot of times we ask that question, what's wrong? What's wrong with people? What's wrong with how things are going? And really today, this quote is such a great quote that allows us to give, to go up even higher in that helicopter and say, hold on, what am I permitting? What am I permitting in my organization that I'm actually promoting because I'm permitting it? And a lot of times our dysfunctions or organizational challenges that happen further down in the organization, the ripple effects have to do with what we as leaders are literally permitting. And so there's three common ones that we wanna talk about today that are critical for progress in an organization. Um, but are also very common that we accidentally permit these things um, in organization because they, they can be hard, they can be controversial, it can be easier to not do them initially. But really, they are three really strong nuggets that are continually um, topics that is what gets us off track. Yep. Exactly. And so the first one is if you permit everybody to have their own vision, uh, uh, then, then um, there's no clarity there. They, they, they promote whatever they want or whatever they understand. And so that really can get you off track uh, a great bit. Um, one of the, uh, you know, one of the kind of the, the benchmarks of vision and vision casting and kind of keeping that in front um, is, I would say, about every 90 days to keep, uh, to, 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 re, to uh, express that vision, to, to do something that is, um, that helps uh, the organization understand uh, the vision, whether you, you mention it, uh, whether it's in a, a, you know, a video, or whether you, um, you have uh, people stand up and share how they have lived out this vision, whatever it is, that you keep that vision in front. Otherwise, people are going to, people will forget it. They'll forget the vision of the organization and they'll just do whatever they think is right and do whatever they think, um, um, what, what, how they would, they will do what they think the organization should do as opposed to carrying out um, the overall vision and function of the organization, right? That's kind of how we, uh, how we think about that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, right now, too, I am going through, Simon Sinek is doing a book club on his book, The Infinite Game, and we had talked in our last episode about infinite and finite, which is something I've been thinking about really since this COVID uh, situation is going on, because I really believe COVID is a perfect example of an infinite game. It is something with no start, no end, whatnot. So usually for our organizations, we want to have that infinite vision. And the infinite vision is not a finite game. Finite games are things that you win and lose. In our organizations, it is comprised of many finite games, whether we met budget or not, whether we hit sales or not, whether we finished a progress, a project or not. Those are all finite games. 
But ultimately, our finite games all lead to an overarching just cause and an infinite um, vision. And so oftentimes as leaders, we have not actually done the work to understand what is the infinite goal. Sometimes we have gotten caught up into our work is just about profits. Our work is just about delivering XYZ results and growing the organization. Those are actual finite games, which is why COVID will create such frustration for people because the rules have changed. And so we're no longer able to get traction. But if you're able to rise up to what is that bigger infinite vision, we can reduce frustration and then recalibrate our finite goals and our finite tasks to that infinite vision. But as leaders, our mistake is sometimes number one, we don't know what our infinite vision is. Mm -hmm. So we have to know what the infinite vision is. Second, like you said, a lot of times we are not saying it enough. And so when we're repeating that infinite vision, then our leaders and organizations know and understand why are they doing what they're doing and they can align to that that infinite vision. Otherwise, I very much agree, um, people, everybody do it, does as they see fit. And when you see that happening in an organization and people going in different directions and it doesn't feel like we're all rowing in the same direction or we're all headed the same direction, a great question to ask yourself is what am I permitting? Am I permitting everybody to have their own vision or do I have an infinite vision and a just cause that we're all bought into and then people can take their finite games and drive those games? No, no, absolutely. Um, Sorry, my uh, cat is on the the desk there and uh, I thought it was about to eat my camera. Um, No, absolutely. So, so, um, so underneath this this infinite perspective, we're, we're, we are going to have those finite things. Like you said, we're going to have those projects that have to be done, but we have to constantly keep the infinite aspects of our organization uh, in front of our people. Um, because if not, those finite, uh, those finite projects become become what's important within the organization and, and not the overarching infinite uh, framework. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So if we would desire progress, we want to promote that infinite vision and that larger direction so people right. can look that rather than permitting. And sometimes we do it because we think we're empowering people, but we want to empower people and how they do their work once we're all headed the same way. Nobody's going to get any way, anywhere. If we're supposed to be driving north, but I let Joe drive east and I let Fred drive west and I let Sue drive south, but I'm trying to drive north. Of course, we're not going anywhere. So we have to be on the same page that we're driving north and then everybody gets to fulfill their role in the way that they see best as we're following that direction. But not, not being clear about that vision is absolutely a way that our organizations don't get the progress we desire. Exactly. And that really does lead us into uh, to the second piece, which is if you're, if you're not clear, if you permit amb- ambiguity um, within the organization, uh, within that uh, infinite uh, vision, then that's what you're going to get. Uh, you know, the old, the old adage, you reap what you sow. If, you, if, you, if you're not clear, it's not like everybody's going to understand it uh, in a very clear way the same way. Um, if you're ambiguous, then 
ambiguity will reign within your organization. And within that ambiguity, you're going to have a lot of uncertainty as well. So, um, so the goal here is, is to promote um, clear uh, expectations, uh, clear vision, clear goals, um, be clear and, and spend time and help uh, other people. Uh, even if you have to do this one-on-one, help them understand exactly what, you, what the, the overarching infinite uh, uh, framework, infinite uh, goal is of the, of the organization. Otherwise, people are just going to do whatever they want to do. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think personally, I have a thing with ambiguity. One of my personal values is direction and clarity because I feel when there's not a clarity of direction, we tend to spin our wheels. We get confused why we're doing what we're doing. We get distracted when you're looking at whether it's your competition or whether you know you just was you were reading a book and you had a new great growth idea or a new marketing idea. We get confused with why we're doing what we're doing when there's ambiguity, when we don't really know why. And ambiguity is very common because our world is growing increasingly more complex. Right. And the more complex there is, the more complexity there is, the, the more easy it is for there to be ambiguity because that complexity naturally creates ambiguity. And so as a leader, you must be teethy and tenacious to come down and say, why are we meeting? What is this meeting about? At the end of this meeting, what do we need to make a decision about? What do we need to have figured out? Um, if somebody is being given a project, we want to be clear on what is your role in this project and why are you doing that? How does this line up to that infinite vision? And what does success look like? What does winning look like? What does a great um, execution of this look like? And right. so when we're clear on those expectations and we're clear on those goals, then people are set up to win because they they know what they're doing they know what they're in it for versus when we feel bad about um you know we're like oh man this is taking forever to get to that agenda let's just move on we'll figure it out as we go along wrong that's ambiguity or as we assign a task and you know they're like okay great do you got it i think so i'll let you know if i have any questions okay great wrong that's ambiguity and so when we allow ambiguity and we are not tenacious to make sure that there's clarity, we will not have the progress that we desire. Right. And so if we want that progress, we have to make sure that it is clear. Right. And, and now, you know, we have talked about um, recently about, you know, kind of being able to embrace um, the uncertainty that it, at some level, especially, you know, all of us in, within COVID right now, we're, we're, we're kind of, we're, we're living in very uncertain times. We don't know when school's starting. We don't know if, like, I don't know, I, I finally know when my son is going to be able to, to go to school. Um, but, but I hear my wife talking about, she's a teacher. She, you know, um, so they're supposed to do this, but now um, they're talking about special ed students starting here and they're talking about this and, and, and so there's all of these different things that are going on and we, we, we do have to kind of be able to be flexible, to be, uh, to kind of embrace that uncertainty, but within that uncertainty, that doesn't mean we shouldn't have clarity. 
Mm-hmm. Um, we need that. We need to be clear about um, who we are as as an organization, who we are as as a group, um, and uh, and at least within that within that framework, we have a, a level of certainty that allows us to continue and do our jobs so that we're just not sitting around doing nothing. Um, and so, uh, so even in those, those times of uncertainty, um, when, when as, even as a, as a country, sometimes we don't even know what's, what's happening. It feels like, um, we, we still have to have that clarity to, in, in, to move forward, have that level of security or level of certainty to move forward. Um, we can't live life completely uh, in an ambiguous state because human nature is going to, in essence, just shut down. I'll do something when I know what to do. I'll do something when I ha- have an end game. I'll do something when I have a clear picture of what's going to happen. So we have to be clear. We have to be concise. And, um, and again, even if that means going person to person in some cases so that we understand, they understand what we're trying to promote, what we're trying to do, what the organization's trying to do and how, how, the, how to, uh, what the, the infinite uh, end game is or the infinite game is, then we need to do that. Uh, we need everybody um, on the same page and, um, and clear about what's going on uh, so, so that they don't go off and try to do whatever they want to do, or they do nothing. Uh, because when you have people working against you, uh, against that, that goal or against that, that, uh, that framework or against that vision, then there becomes a struggle. People get caught in the middle and, and the organization really just sometimes stops. Um, uh, we've, we've seen that happen. Um, and whether it's a small organization or a large organization, that, that can happen when you kind of have those power struggles or you just have people who don't want to do something because, because they don't know what to do. So, um, so clarity, um, is, is important to move forward for, uh, progress, uh, not only personally, but, but corporately, uh, organizationally as well. Agree. I think another thing on that also is not only where people aren't doing things, um, but sometimes where they're doing the wrong thing mm-hmm, and it's exactly. not the wrong thing because they thought they were doing the wrong thing, but because it wasn't defined, which right. then creates these ripple effects of feeling, um, it feels discouraging and it feels like a waste of time. And frankly, it feels dis- disrespectful. So if you're wasting my time, you asked me to do something, but now we're not going to use that because that's not really what you wanted. I feel disrespected and now that erodes trust in our team. So a lot of times these first steps or these first blocks that we put into things, we feel like we don't want to take too much time. We feel like we don't want to make a big deal about it. But these things are fundamental for setting people up for success. It says, you know, this is so important. I don't want to waste your time and I do respect you and you are important. So let's make sure we're on the same page. And sometimes too, that's even about definitions that we're using the same words, but we have a different understanding. Yep. All of that is ambiguity. There's so much ambiguity today that that helps us just, or the point of it is just to come back and be like, are we clear? Are we clear in what we're talking about? Are we clear in the direction we're headed? Are we clear in um, our agreements of what success looks like? It's not that we need to break it down on, are we clear on how you're going to do this? No, you have to empower people but we have to be headed that same direction and that we're, we're very clear on 
what we're up to. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so um, the third point is, um, or the third idea is if you permit avoidance or if there's this lack of conflict and surface discussions or, or radical candor or, or um, tough truth, if, if, you, if you permit that, then you're, you're promoting, um, you're not promoting follow-up and, ambigu- follow and, and accountability. And so you're not really uh, promoting this idea that things need to get accomplished. Uh, and so sometimes we have to have those tough talks. Sometimes we have to be, uh, to have candor in our discussions with others. And, um, you know, that's, that's tough. Um, you know, uh, on the Enneagram, uh, you know, you have level nine, uh, which is the peacekeeper. And those people um, uh, really struggle with that because you want everything to, you want to keep the peace. And so you try to find this middle way and, and, uh, and that, you know, but, but we get paid, if we get paid, we get paid uh, to, to have those conversations. We have to have those conversations because if not, um, then things don't get done. Uh, accountability is very necessary. And so if, if you share with someone, uh, here's a, a project, I want you to lead it, I want you to go, go take care of it, and, and you don't um, follow up on that, if, if you just let it slide, uh, just let them do it when they want to do it, how they want to do it, where they want to do it, then, then you're not, um, not going to see that organization move forward. Um, and, and being, uh, in that case, ignorance is not bliss. Ignorance is, uh, uh, is scary because you don't know what's going on. Uh, so there is this need to follow up. There is this need in some cases to have those tough conversations and to hold people accountable. And sometimes that means letting people go. And sometimes that means having a, a tough talk. Absolutely. I think sometimes we uh, have created personal development of people being made out of sugar cubes. Like we can't have these these real conversations because we're afraid of hurting people's feelings yeah. and um, whatever. And, and to me, I'm going to credit that to people uh, not really being trained well at communication and giving constructive feedback in a positive way and really not having the trust before they lambast somebody with feedback. Lambasting right. is never okay. That is not what real feedback is. But because we've had these bad experiences with accountability or these bad experiences with a candid conversation that needs to give some real feedback in order to help things upgrade and we avoid those conversations, we don't say them. And so we kind of live with this low grade dysfunction constantly happening in our organizations because everyone just kind of chooses to turn their head and pretend that we don't know that that's a problem, to pretend we we don't see everybody not following that rule or that right. safety protocol or whatever it is. And, and we just choose to not address it. And leaders oftentimes want to have a great relationship with their team. And we confuse how to have a great relationship with your team. And we think having a great relationship comes from being nice and comes from being somebody's friend um, rather than, and we think accountability means that we're the jerk, we're the the person with the stick and 
you know, we're, we're the mean dog. Yeah. Well, no, when you hold someone accountable, it actually says that the job that you have really matters. And it matters enough that I'm going to follow up and see how that's going. And you matter enough that if you're stuck or having a, a hard time with it, I care about that because I want you to be successful at work and I care how you're doing. So I'm not just going to hold you accountable at the, you know, 12.9 hour when it's due and it's like, oh my goodness, you didn't understand the project and now it's a fire drill. But if I have a great relationship with my team, accountability has regular follow-up and it has regular check-in and it has regular conversation around what's working, what's yeah. not working. What do you need to support you? How can I support you? What would make this go better? Where are you getting stuck? What ideas do you need? Um, how, what resources do you need? So accountability doesn't ignore the follow-up. Accountability is simple follow-up to what we were talking about before, which is the clear expectations, which right. is what we were talking about before, which supports the infinite game. So if we're all headed north, this is our North Star. This is the ultimate thing that we're going for. This is our just cause that we all care about in this organization. Now we're clear on everybody's role and task in order to achieve that. And now we're going to go ahead and follow up and accountability becomes this really evil word about, you know, like the old fashioned teacher, like you're naughty. No, yes. accountability is simple follow up that says your role really matters. Where are we at? Great. What support do you need? Awesome. Let me get that for you. But yeah, instead, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, instead, I think because we don't want to be bad or because we don't want to be a jerk, um, we we avoid those conversations because we're afraid they're going to be a conflict. Yeah. And another, so many of these things have the negative repercussions we don't want. So if you avoid having the conversation, I can almost guarantee you it's going to end up in a conflict versus if you simply do the follow-up and the accountability, now you can catch things before they're going to be a crucial fire right. drill and conflict. So it's interesting how when we have these bad habits of avoidance or these surface discussions where we really can't um, have truth, that's when that comes, that's where that comes from. Sorry, what were you going to say? No, so, um, so I think this really, you know, this really kind of ties into um, some things we've also talked about in the past about feedback loops, that, that this is nothing more than just a feedback loop. And if, if, if you do it, with everyone, then no one thinks you're you're picking on them, right? If you're consistent, and and that's a that 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 becomes a very big word, consistency. Uh, if we are consistent uh, across the board, where we're asking everyone for their feedback, uh, and and we're talking to everyone in in essence the same way, then I think that gives us um, uh, it, it helps people feel like that we're not, they're not being attacked. It's just, we're just asking for feedback. And so some of that is obviously is how we frame it. Um, but we have to do it. We have to get feedback. Um, I like, for instance, right now I'm in the middle of the busiest season, uh, in my job working for, uh, working with schools, trying to, um, to get them ready to go for the start of school. And um, every week, um, we have a feedback call. 
where I'm getting feedback on what's been done, or I'm uh, in, I'm watching what's been done even during the week uh, and asking questions during the week. Was this done? Was this done? Um, and uh, they know that that my team knows that I'm, I, I follow up with them. I, I go behind and, and just make sure all the settings are right, that I'm, I'm kind of doing that. And, and you know, my, my hope and my goal is not to, to point one out, but to just, just um, expect that people have a job to do and I need you to do it because it's important. It's important to me. It's important that I gave you that, that task in the first place and more importantly, it's important to the stakeholders, our sales reps, our, our districts that we work with, um, because ultimately that's going to come back on the company. Um, and uh, so you have these, you have these, um, uh, th these feedback loops. And, and for some people, it's uh, in, in my case right now, it's, it's every week uh, when that season is over. Uh, we'll go to every two weeks or every month, uh, just depending on our, on our volume. Um, but that's where you kind of, as a leader, where you make that decision. How often do I feel like we need that feedback? How often do I feel like, how often can I go with not knowing what's going on? Um, it, it's maybe now you can, obviously you can, you can take that to extremes in, in, in other ways, right? You can, you can want feedback every single day and that becomes overkill. That, that doesn't give people freedom. Um, so you that goes back into the 2.0 concept, but um, it, it's just, you know, you kind of have to set those feedback loops, but we need those feedback loops because otherwise things get dropped, they get uh, pushed through the cracks and we get to, to maybe the end of a project and, nothing is working right mm -hmm. so those those things happen and we have to um be aware of that and we have to know that and uh we have to work through that so anyway yeah i agree i think your last point there too is really about checkpoints which goes back in that number two about ambiguity so if we do a task and we never co-design when are we checking in what are our checkpoints what are our milestones what are our indicators if we're moving in the right direction? That would be another example of something that's ambiguous yes. versus clear. So if we have clear, okay, well, we're gonna, this is today, we have one month to do this. Let's check in at the end of each week. So we'll have a Friday check-in, see how it's going. Here's our measurables of success. Right. Great. Now nobody's gonna feel peppered with over feedback or yeah. over micromanagement because you co-designed the checkpoints. But that right there is another really great example of ambiguity versus clarity. And then the other piece that you were saying, it reminds me so much, I was on a webinar the other day that Patrick Lencioni was a guest on and he was talking about teams. And of course he's got the great books, The Five Dysfunctions of the Team is one that came out uh, end of 19 or beginning of 2020 motive is a really great one really nails it for leaders if you haven't read that as a leader read motive because he really calls you to toe on this is leadership and this is not and he addresses some of the violations that we sometimes do as leaders but going back to what you were saying about this development is sometimes we want to be nice by avoiding the tough conversations rather than to your point with feedback loops a leader has the opportunity to lead by creating the tough conversations and saying, give me feedback. How am I doing? Yeah. I want to know. And in this webinar with Patrick Lincioni, he was talking about kind of the classic CEO where they do the 360 and the 360 comes back 
and it says that this leader is horrible at whatever it is, micromanagement or whatever. I don't right. remember what his example was. And then the, the leader gets in the meeting and he's like, hey, so um, it seems like on the feedback that somebody says I, um, that I, I'm really bad with accountability. Can someone expand on that? What, what were we talking about? And the room is silent because they know right. he's going to get ticked. And, and then someone speaks up and they're like, well, I really think you're bad with accountability. And then someone else chimes in, yeah, I, I think you're pretty good at that. And he goes, yeah, that's what I thought. All right, let's move on. And Patrick Lencioni, as he's telling the story, right, he's talking about him in this situation and how he just kind of shirks because obviously a very bad example of that growth, right? And the ability for the leader, he is role modeling horrible radical candor, horrible yeah. crucial conversations, because essentially he said, don't tell me the truth. Tell me the truth in the 360. But then when we have the chance to talk about it, don't bring it up because you're going to hurt my feelings. So we promote these surface organizations versus if he had the, the guts to really understand, hey, I got this feedback and I'm really thankful for that. Help me understand how I can do that better. I'm not even actually aware of how I'm doing that. So I need you guys to really take a risk and share that with me. I'm not going to get upset because I want to grow. I want to develop. And these are how we develop attributes and right. critical skills for leadership. So when we avoid things on a simple level, we're missing accountability. On a deeper level, we cannot grow the attributes that are needed to be strong leaders to really accomplish that vision that we're ultimately setting out to do. So this third point is really critical and we like to be super squishy with it and just kind of forget that we need to do this. We like to keep it on the nice um, yep. and it doesn't have to be mean, but it gets ugly their water cooler talk and gossip and all of that happens when these are not happening. Exactly. Absolutely. Well, so we're getting, uh, we're getting to um, kind of the end of our time. So uh, let's, let's recap um, just real quick. Um, so if you permit everyone to have their own vision, then you're not going to move um, the organization forward. We need we need to, to have everybody on the same page, and we need to make sure we're communicating that vision, that there's uh, clarity on that vision, uh, and then everybody's moving in the same direction. Uh, number two, that if you permit ambiguity, then you're going to get ambiguity. That there, the lack of clarity is destructive within an organization. Um, Donald Miller, um, kind of his tagline, and, and I have forgotten uh, the the uh, story brand. Yeah, for for story brand is um, clarity. Uh, ambiguity is is in essence horrible for um, for an organization. Clarity is king. That you have to be clear uh, about what's going uh, about communicating and, and about uh, about what you're trying, the direction that the, the organization is trying to go. So don't um, don't permit that uh, ambiguity because, in essence, you're promoting that ambiguity. Um, promote clear expectations, uh, a clear uh, agenda, a clear set of goals. And then third, if you permit uh, avoid avoidance, then you're going to get um, you're going to get that in return. So we need to have those tough conversations. We need to have candor. And um, we, if we're going to have progress, we have to have follow-up. We have to have accountability. We have to have feedback. And uh, so those all tie, really do tie in uh, together, and they're important for us as uh, leaders to, um, 
to think about and then not only think about, but to put into action. Anything yeah. else that, can, uh, that you want to mention um, today, Christy? Or, or Well, just with the leaders that are listening, thank you for listening and joining us. Um, we're curious, which one of these is the easiest for you? Which one is the hardest? Um, sometimes it's just, maybe it's not hard. We just forget it right. um, and, and don't practice it as much. So just kind of looking and make a comment in the notes, share with us, let us know um, which is easiest, which is hardest. And if you have tricks that have helped you or books that have helped you, share those with other leaders so we can all learn together. Absolutely. All righty. Well, um, thanks for joining us today. Um, we look forward to having you... Uh, have you on the next podcast. Don't forget to uh, visit our website, innovativeleader.co. Uh, go to Apple or um, uh, Google Play or anywhere where you find your podcast and subscribe there. And uh, we're also on YouTube as well. So I uh, hope you have a, a great week and we look forward to being with you again uh, next time. Sounds good. Take, Take care. care. All right. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to The Innovative Leader today. You can find us at anchor.fm slash innovative leader. You can find us also at our website, innovativeleader.co. We're on YouTube. We're on Apple Podcast. So anywhere uh, you get your podcast, uh, you can find us. Also, we'd love for you to rate us at Apple. That way we can uh, we can know what you think of our podcast and it helps us get um, elevated in the listings as well. Also, if you'd like to join uh, and maybe help um, support our podcast, you can do that as well. Go to anchor.fm slash innovative leader and click on um, the support option. And again, don't forget, send us messages about what you think uh, of our podcast today, anchor.fm slash innovative leader.